This is the part where we find out if I actually know how to pronounce Dan's last name. Don't spoil it. Podcast episode 102 with your hosts Tyler Dryblatt, Sam Ginsberg, and Dan Miskernick. Here is Tyler Dryblatt. Alrighty, how's it going, everybody? Yeah. So uh, we had episode 100, and I was like, man, I've never done anything for this long. And then immediately afterwards, missed an episode. Pretty cool. Classic. Pretty cool. <laughs> But, uh, hey, welcome back, me, and, uh, hey, Dan, how's it going? Hey, Tyler, good to be here. Alrighty. I don't, I don't think we've, we've never really met before, so I'm gonna get my first impressions from the beer you brought on the show. What do you have? I brought a Green Flash Le Freak. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Green Flash is out Tyler's way. Yeah, right. I see that all the time. I've had, uh... What, I think Hophead Red by them or you something like that? You had Hophead Red twice and got in trouble for it. Yeah, yeah, I'm a naughty boy. So, <laughs> it's cool. I'm glad. I've kind of wanted to try Lip Freak and I haven't, so uh, I'll be glad to get your opinion on it. Well, I don't know. We can just, I guess, just proceed. Have you have you popped open the top? Have you taken a little drinkski? Popped it. Not quite drinkski yet. Okay. Uh, pouring it into a glass? Yes. Yeah. I got a big boy. Nice. You got a big boy beer. The ABV on that is pretty high, right? It's 7 uh, so, 9.2. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah so okay. like 7. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the Hophead Red as well, and they had a rating card next to it that said 7%, but then on the actual bottle it said 8.1, so I was like, I don't know what's true, I'm not getting that one. It might yeah. be that it fluctuates year to year. Some, some beers have, like, really standardized recipes and processes, so it's exactly the same every time you get it, and some beers... Like, the 2014 vintage is different enough from the 2015 vintage that it's practically a different beer. So yeah. I wonder if the rating card was from last year or something. Interesting. Initial notes on Lip Freak for us? What, do, what am I going for here? Oh, yeah, okay. I just assumed that Sam had told you how to do this, but... And what, I had just what? assumed that he had listened before because we're good friends, and he likes <laughs> to support me. <laughs> well, that was a bridge too far, Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's start off with this. Are you, like, a beer person? I do like beer, yes. Okay. So, you know, give us the initial, you know, give us maybe a little, uh, a bit of what it smells like, the major tastes that come up for you. Uh, you can describe the color if you like. We already have the ABV, which is kind of a big thing for us. So, yeah, just just he's, continue on. He's got like two inches of head on there. Yeah, you I might want to come a, back to I got it. a lot of head right oh. now. Okay. Well, then we'll, we'll let Sam show you how it's done, and you can do the final opening thoughts. Sam, what do you have? I've got... Dark Horse Rain and Blood Orange Pale Ale. Huh. And so I've only had a couple of sips. I haven't really been able to um, to, to gauge the flavor that much, but it reminds me of a, of a Roush beer, actually. Ooh, really? Which is weird. And I mean, I really like Roush beers, but it's kind of a fruity Roush beer, which I actually brewed a, a pineapple Roush before that I thought turned out well. But this, I don't think the flavors are playing well together, but I'm huh. only a couple sips in, so... Well, well, I got it. You know, if it was me and I bought something that said orange pale ale and it tasted like a Roush beer, I would probably not be super pleased. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Did you say what the ABV on that was? It's a 5%. 5, 5. Okay, that makes sense. 
Well, seeing as how I'm in Vermont, I got some heady topper. So people f- who aren't from Vermont don't know what you're talking about. I, <laughs> well, I, I, see, I, I'm good with context, so I assume that's a Vermont classic. But you know, I'm a I'm a Southern boy, so I don't know about your your northeastern styles. Okay. Well, I I just assumed you knew this beer gets mentioned a lot, you know, in the beer world. It, it's brewed by a small local brewery, The Alchemist, and it's not really super widely available, and it's supposed to be very good. So my mommy got me some for my Aww. visit. I know. So it says one weird thing is it says to drink from the can. It specifically says do not pour this beer into a glass. Uh, maybe there's like pubes in it, and they don't want you to notice that there are pubes in it. <laughs> well, so it's a double IPA, and they're like, uh, there's a bunch of, uh, what does it say? Uh, let's see here. Hop resins hey. that you don't want to disturb by pouring it into a glass, which but is not something I've ever really heard before. Aren't you going to disturb them by sloshing them around right. in the can? Yeah, and like, especially, you know, an IPA, I feel like that's a style where the nose really gives it a whole lot of, you know, a whole lot of depth. So I'm very surprised to see them saying that I should drink it from the can. Well, but, you should drink it as recommended, I think. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So it's 8%, uh, like I said, double IPA. So there's a lot of grapefruit in the nose. Let's see. I'm going to take a sip. Wow. Well, you know, it has a really good reputation, and it's, it's pretty well-deserved, I think. Oh, great. Yeah, this is a good beer. It's very grapefruity. It's fairly bitter, you know, middle to end. But it's not overwhelming, especially not for a double IPA. It kind of reminds me of like a, a little more bitter skooma, to be honest. Okay. Do you want to tell the listeners what that is? Skooma was a, was a triple IPA that we brewed as, at Swag Factory back in college. And I thought it was one of our best beers. And, uh, uh, yeah, it won us that one competition. Yeah. yeah. And this tastes a lot like that. Um, so... Maybe maybe we're we should we should quit and go into the beer brewing industry because <laughs> yeah uh, yeah sure I'll, I'll provide the recipes because I still have the old recipe book and you provide right. the startup capital and uh, yeah <laughs> I I don't know because this is a well regarded beer and it tastes a lot like what we brewed up in my opinion so interesting yeah okay so uh, has the has the head settled down over there we're set I got some hair on my glass but it's on the outside set. so it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it smells hoppy, but it's it's not too bitter. It's got some flavor to it, like not a. So you're talking directly into the glass, just so you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's it smells hoppy to start, but I feel like it's not that bitter. It has some good flavor to it, not as bitter as I would expect with an IPA. Um, then again, I don't. I haven't had many Belgian-style Imperial IPAs, so... I feel like Belgian IPAs are usually a little sweeter or even cornier, but an Imperial yeah. IPA of any sort... It says 101 IBU, so I feel like that should be really bitter, but... Yeah, I, I would agree that they usually taste a little cornier, in my opinion, but uh, I don't know. Are you, like, knocking your laptop around? No. I'm even sitting at a desk. There's no possible way I can be wiggling. I mean, there are wiggling noises are happening. Maybe it's just that my laptop is haunted. Yeah, get a new get a new laptop. I do need to get a new laptop. Actually, it's it's a pain in the ass to charge my laptop up. I have like the wire feeding through a contraption of things on my desk to hold it just so so it charges my stupid computer. It's ugh, it's yeah. really irritating. I had I had a rig like that with my last laptop. I, I had yeah. to I had to take it apart 
to like reconnect some stuff and then if i put it back together it disconnected the stuff <laughs> yeah but i you know i just have so much quality porn on this laptop i don't want to get rid of it oh come on i know you're kidding no <laughs> one downloads anymore yeah yeah that's true let's see i i thought we had some interesting articles this week so i'm gonna dive right in from time magazine we have Congress could strip Samuel Adams of its craft beer crown. And we've talked on the show before about how, you know, oh, what are they called? The Brewers Association has raised the bar a couple times to allow Samuel Adams to keep on claiming that it's craft beer. But Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon, has proposed new legislation that would let the U.S. government, instead of the Brewers Association, decide who is craft and who isn't and the brewers association like who gave them the power so the brewers association is kind of just like uh an industry group you know what i mean yeah like it's just made of players who work in that field and they've all been like yeah we'll all agree to abide by the rules together but it's kind of just you know it's self-policed it's not really beholden to anybody but itself so then i guess it seems weird if they don't if they didn't have any actual legitimacy before, why were taxes being applied based on their decisions? Because we live in a crazy corporate country, Samuel. Yeah, we do. She's saying craft yeah. brews are taxed differently than macro brews. Yeah, and so, and and also there are certain like marketing type results too. Right. So, uh, so it benefits Sam Adams to keep being able to yeah. sell craft. And under this guy's new legislation. Craft beer would be defined as people producing under 2 million barrels per year, and they would get the biggest tax cut. And then those producing 6 million barrels, between 2 and 6 million barrels a year, would be medium-sized brewers, which would be where Sam Adams would fall now. And they would also get a tax break, but not as deep. And then macro brewers like AB InBev or Miller Coors would be in their own category, and they would not get any tax breaks. So the... Lowest producing ones would be craft and micro, and then the middle one, it's just called the middle one. Are they going to yeah. like actually name that at all, or just call it the middle one? <laughs> yeah, they're just like, uh, everybody else, I guess, <laughs> the leftovers. I don't know, so I'm a little leery about, sometimes I can get a little small government-y, and I'm a little leery about giving the government power to decide more stuff, but at the same time, like Sam said, like these guys just kind of got legitimacy by being like, hey, we're going to do these things now. So everybody listen to us. Kind of maybe seems better to have it be based in something factual than not. And I like the I like the tax break tiers too. I think that makes sense to me. So at least this way, in theory, the public has a voice. Like obviously, it's a very quiet <laughs> voice, but it's not just like some some elders in robes in a castle making decisions. Yeah, which is so how I picture I, all lobbyist groups. Right. That's how it's like the Skull and Bone Society, but they roll some dice and decide how many barrels they're producing this year. Yeah, so I don't know. I think this is might be a good thing, but we also reported on some other craft brew legislation that didn't really seem to go anywhere, right? Uh, I don't remember at all. Yeah, well, that sounds like it probably didn't go anywhere then. <laughs> yeah, so I I don't know. This might just die off, but it sounds like a good idea to me anyway. I don't know. What do you think, Dan? Dan, Dan, the Quiet Man? No, it's interesting. I guess. I didn't know about the tax breaks and stuff like that, but I agree. I mean, for Sam Adams to call itself a craft beer, yes, it may have been a craft beer but back in the day, but there's there's no way I would I would consider Sam Adams a craft beer at this point in the game. So my question is, I you know, you have to get one step ahead of the macros, you know. you got to mm-hmm. meet the labels. 
like, if I were a stone-cold bastard that... I mean, I don't think that the people that run Sam Adams are stone-cold bastards. So so we'll, we'll take, like, Miller Coors <laughs> or something. They could say, oh, Miller Coors is a company, but we're actually... We consist of 30 breweries. Miller Coors mm. 1, Miller Coors 2, you know, and then they would all... I, I'm assuming be able to call themselves craft. Maybe there would be some issues like they wouldn't be able to brew the same stuff because they would have copyright infringement on themselves. But I don't know how that would work. Now that's interesting. I could see them, you know, splitting up and being like, "Well, yeah, we're all owned by the same company, but you know, like Blue Moon is its own brewery, right? You know, and I doing mean, it that way." I would consider Blue Moon its own brewery. Where where do they fall in this? Do we know enough about their production? I'm I don't have those numbers unfortunately. If you do and you're listening, or if you have Google and you're listening, feel free to write yeah. into Bruce Tuesday Podcast at gmail dot com and let us know. Yeah. So yeah, you're right, Sam. I didn't even think about that, but uh, I guess we'll you know if that happens, Bruce Day Tuesday will be there to report on the story. Dan, what do you? I'm I'm interested in you because you refuse to talk on this podcast. <laughs> we have you on what's your what's your deal what do you do what do i do i work at epic with uh sam and the rest of the people here in madison i i enjoy beer i'm surprised i haven't listened to the podcast before i feel like a terrible friend but uh (laughs) it does feel like you're a terrible friend i agree (laughs) oh no that's i was gonna say literally nobody listens to the podcast (laughs) it don't feel too bad but you took it the direction I also, yeah, I'm, I don't go on Facebook, so I don't, I don't know. I'm, te- I'm terribly connected to the world, but right. I don't know. In Madison, I play Ultimate. That's how Sam and I know each other. Oh, okay. Um, play Ultimate together. Do you play Ultimate? No, no, no. I'm well known for my refusals to play Ultimate. Yeah, he's like, most of our friend group in college played. Right, it, it sounded like it, yeah. yeah but he, he didn't, and like, we would... We would say, let's let's go outside and toss, and he'd be like, no. And we'd be like, we're going to be drinking outside, and he'd be like, fine. And so someone would throw it to him, and he would just slap it onto the ground and walk away. Like, okay. like he refuses that to partake. Guy. That guy. Yeah. Yep. That's all right. Uh, uh, well, that's cool. That's all right. All right. Are you from Wisconsin? No, I'm from Pennsylvania as well. well oh, I'm from Pennsylvania. I thought Sam's not from Pennsylvania. But, well, we uh, both went to school there. Right. I'm from um, King of Prussia. You ever hear of that? The mall? Yes, I have. Yeah. Outside of Philadelphia, um, yeah. and I went to school at Pitt. So okay, all right, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So you managed to get out of the state. Good for you. I did. I didn't. I did not expect to find myself in Wisconsin. But yeah, I don't I'm, think anyone who works for Epic for Epic did. I'm here. Whoa, Barley. Nope. Ugh. So three stacks isn't here. <laughs> uh, she usually helps wrangle the dog, and he's being an extra asshole today. It's all right. Uh, so like. Dan is all chewed up. The dog is just <laughs> chewing on his arm. Like, I took his bone away, which I would love him to be chewing on, but, like, it makes too much noise. And yeah. then he was just trying to take take down our podcast rigging because he got all these wires here. He's being a total dick right now. Just take a nap. Just take a fucking nap. You're a puppy. You're supposed to sleep all day. Yeah, that's what they're known for, not having any energy. No, dude, puppies, like, like on weekends when I'm with him all day, I'm like... Like, I'm trying to hang out with you. Like, you don't get to see me as much as you want. I'm trying to hang out with you right now, and you won't stop sleeping. You're such a dick. But that's that's enough puppy life. We bought him a backpack, and it's adorable. That's all. I'm you got him a puppy backpack, backpack for, like, hikes and stuff? Yeah, he hasn't been on a hike yet. So far, all he's carried is, like, his treats and a beer for me. <laughs> see, I, like, I want to, you know, I told you about that freaking dog that almost killed me at the river, right? Whoa. Uh, I'm not sure you did. Oh. Oh, I didn't, right, because we were... That's why I missed the podcast, because we got stuck in the outback. 
in the outback. But, uh, not not the Australian Australia. outback. <laughs> no, yeah. No, just we went to a river and kind of got stuck there, and I missed the last one. But prior to that, the friends we were with have a dog who is incredibly ill-behaved, and every time we go to the river, it gets washed like a mile downstream. <laughs> Somebody has to go and get him, which is just, it's absurd. Like, just put the dog on a leash, you you dummy. But uh, but we, I feel like I want to press the dog into service. I want to make her wear a little backpack. She can carry down the cooler next time. I mean, there, there are some breeds of dog. I don't know what kind of dog you're talking about, but, like, Barley is, he's half-herding dog. So yeah. it's, like, good for him to have a job. So at first he hated it, the backpack, but I think he actually likes it now. He's like, fuck yeah. It's about time you put me in the game, you know? <laughs> so I, That's funny. If it's the right breed of dog, that actually might help her, uh, him or her behave. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is funny. So Becca's here, and she's looking for something. And she opened the drawer and found Horace. <laughs> oh, my God. So to this... This is not even worth discussing, probably, because like no one knows what Horace is. If you would, if you hadn't sh- shown it to me on <laughs> Skype, I would have said, "What's Horace?" I totally yeah, forgot yeah. it. It's like this like weird hollow porcelain bunny. bunny. Where did we even yeah. get that? Was that at a thrift shop? No, I won it. Remember, Hannah was doing that thing, and Sam Adamson gave us money to go to the silent auction, and I won both Horace and a movie poster that I didn't want at all. I totally don't remember that happening. I was probably drunk. Yeah, that's where we got Horace. I, I won him and a movie poster for something stupid, and I gave it to some girl who was there. But I kept Horace because he's cool. He's the man. And he's just in a drawer? He's just chilling in a in a drawer in my house, I guess. Sorry about that, Horace. Oh, right. You're in Vermont right now. Yeah, so yeah, I'm in Vermont. You left him out east, so he's just been in the dark, scared. Yeah, scared. Yeah, terrified until literally just this moment when I when I found him again. I'm such a good, I'm such a good dad. <laughs> oh boy. So let's see. Do we have any porn titles we want to do? I don't, and Dan doesn't know the show, and also he's kind of a classy guy, so I don't know if that <laughs> that can fly with him. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Dan, uh, tell me an interesting story from your recent past. An interesting story from my recent past. It doesn't have well, to be that recent because you've never been on here, and no one knows anything about right. you. You can say it was yesterday. We won't know. No, well, actually, I so I'm getting married in August. Oh, hey, check that out. And uh, I had my bachelor party two or three weekends ago. Uh, How many strippers? <laughs> we won't talk about that. <laughs> but, he is a classic fellow, huh? <laughs> but um, we went, he doesn't get a lap dance and tell. <laughs> right. We went to Yards Brewery, which I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. It's in Philadelphia smaller i want to say like ninety thousand barrels a year that's okay. is that's that, pretty small i think right i don't know that feels yep. small yeah maybe more who knows or maybe nine i don't know but um maybe. they serve i guess pennsylvania but they're very big in the philadelphia area but it was i don't know i guess we went on just a quick little free tour which i've been on many free tours at breweries but i don't know i was really impressed with this one we had this guy who said he was have you ever heard of a sommelier, which is like a wine yeah. guy? Yeah. Well, he was like training to be the beer equivalent, which apparently had a name. I already forget it, but... I live in Humboldt County, a place well-known for its marijuana, and there <laughs> is a person out there who uh, refers to himself as a gangier. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so this guy like really knew his stuff, 
gave a fantastic tour and I don't know it was I guess just being that it was a small brewery I didn't really expect much it was like a free Saturday afternoon tour I just kind of expected like oh here's the process you know here's the mash and the wart and yada yada but I don't know they went into a bunch of different stuff they went into about serving beer at different temperatures like they were talking about a warm flat beer I forget what they call it um but they serve it in like special kegs and you know talked about how it's an acquired taste this and that but I don't know it was it was quite the interesting tour and I felt like you know well done for such a small brewery cool I had a German teacher who was always getting on everybody's ass about how Americans drink their beer too cold right do you guys ever like on some of the bottles they have the like serve this at x degrees do you ever pay attention to that no I don't right Uh, I mean yeah, I, you know, there's a lot of stuff. I've gotten beers that are like, serve it out of this glass and not out of this glass. Right, right. And, you know, if I was a rich person, then <laughs> I would pay attention to that, but... But everything's just a pint glass at this point. Yeah, I'm sure there's some validity to their request for you to drink it at a certain temperature, but I just kind of ignore it because I'm a lazy person. So, yeah, exactly. that's the end of that. Exactly. Yep. Let's see. Okay, so so has anybody ever told you, Dan, that you look kind of like Zachary Quinto? I I don't know who that is, but he does. No. He looks nothing. Uh, this is really <laughs> terrible content for an audio-only show. But he he doesn't look anything like. I thought it was Zachary Quinto. Eh, well, whatever. Either way, you look like Spock. Dude, who played Spock in the reboot of Star Trek? I still haven't seen that. Yeah. That, that that's fine. It doesn't matter because you don't look like him. <laughs> you know Christian okay. Bale? You also don't look like that guy. It's not interesting. <laughs> See? Now you're getting it, Sam. Now you're, we're killing it. Killing this podcast. We're going to do another article to recover from this. This one I also thought was very interesting from a consumeraffairs.com, which doesn't sound like it would have any interesting articles. Apparently, there was a class action lawsuit recently. Some people sued AB InBev because they claimed that Bex, the brand Bex, which is owned by AB InBev, um, it used to be brewed in Germany and was an import, and I guess now they've been making it in the U.S., and this class action lawsuit says that AB InBev tricked people into thinking that it was still a German import beer. And uh, AB InBev lost the lawsuit, and they're going to they're gonna have to pay up, which I think is really interesting. So do people have to provide receipts for Bex? Yes. And, like, they'll get a portion back on everything they bought or something? Yes. How much? Not sure, actually. I don't think it says quite yet. It says that there was a similar lawsuit, uh, also against AB InBev, actually, against their Kirin brand. And so in that lawsuit, they had to receive, or they had to pay 50 cents per six-pack of 12-ounce bottles, $1 per 12-pack of 12-ounce bottles, or 10 cents for each individual bottle or can. So it's certainly not a lot of money. And that is assuming you have receipts that yes. I guess are itemized? Yeah. I I mean, I guess it would have to be, right? If I got a dime back for <laughs> every beer I had saved itemized receipts of, I would get zero dollars and zero cents back. Yeah, yes. I Well, okay, so that part, yeah, that part's not very interesting. But I think they are going to be forced to change up their labeling on their Beck's bottles. Uh, what, uh, yeah, so what was the deal was that they labeled brewed in Germany and it was brewed in... No, they they didn't say brewed in Germany, but they said like German quality and stuff like that and didn't put where it was brewed. So it didn't say it was brewed in Germany, but they didn't tell you where it was brewed and they heavily implied that it was German. Gotcha. 
I mean, it is a German style of beer. Right. Yeah. I kind and of I... brewed by a German company. Uh, well, I don't know. Not anymore. Well, yeah. The, the recipe, I assume, is German, unless they change yeah. the recipe. Yeah. Well, I would assume the recipe is. I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. I think that's a, a fair thing to kind of take umbrage with. I don't know if I would necessarily bring a lawsuit about it, but yeah, you know, if you're you're kind of tricking people, imported beers are usually more expensive than domestic beers, so you are kind of, you know, jilting people out of some money. I don't know. The, the way I see it is, if they get you once with it, then okay, sure. But if you if you come back and you're like, yeah, I bought thirty cases of this, and it wasn't even German, <laughs> it's like it's like clearly you liked it, or else you wouldn't have bought thirty cases. Like if yeah. you liked it, then shut up. Yeah. I, I don't really care about, um, you know, the recompense being paid to the quote-unquote victims, uh, because I, yeah, like you said, I don't really think they're being victimized at all. But I do think it's important, you know, it's a step towards making these macro breweries label their stuff honestly, which I think is important. Yeah, that's the, that's the bigger win for the consumer. Yeah, because, you know, all the, the crafty beers do kind of the same thing. They don't make you... They don't trick you into where they're brewed necessarily, but they do kind of try to trick you into what kind of quality they contain. Yeah. So I thought this was an interesting lawsuit to read about. I hope, uh, you know, I don't really care about people getting paid out, but I hope people keep watch on on labeling and, and keep on trying for, for more honesty. I think it's good. I think it's Miller Lite that has printed on every can a fine Pilsner beer. Really? And it makes me want to take them to court and say, like, yeah. this isn't the worst Pilsner, but I would put it below fine. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you got. Maybe you can get ten cents back for every Coors can you bought. I, Miller, but I think that German or not German is a little less subjective than fine or okay or shitty. Yeah, that's true too. Well, let's see. I got Dan to tell a funny story about his recent past. Sam, what have you been up to? Uh, fuck. Um, help shoot move. You help shoot move. Yeah, help Saw shoot me move. It sounds. Yeah, and later that day, ran into to Dan and his fiance at best pizza I've had in Madison. Now, dude, that's like oh, the really? best pizza I've had. Period. It's it's very very good. But I also oh. found a, a new bar that I enjoy, which is really near Shoop's new place. Oh yeah. Which is like it's such a dive bar, but it's great. I really just I I kind of enjoy that atmosphere because Madison is such a college town. A lot of it is like either check out how how much cooler than everyone else we are, like hipstery. Or right. it's or it's all right. See how many butts you can rub your genitals against in the night. Yeah, ready, set, go. You know, and this yeah. was just like we went in. What's the name of it? Oh, it's called the Ideal Bar, <laughs> which is great. And like it had it had like listed like beer, billiards, color TV, pizza. <laughs> and you're like, oh, this sounds great. And and we went in and there were just like a couple of old guys sitting by themselves at the bar drinking quietly. <laughs> and no bartender and we just walk and we're looking around but then one of the one of the guys who was sitting at the bar drinking came around the other side of the bar and took our order <laughs> and uh like took our order and he's he's really nice and was like cracking jokes and stuff and then he's like all right i'm joey if you need anything let me know and he went back and went back around the bar and sat down went back to drinking and watching tv and i was, this guy he's he was nice and funny enough to get a good tip but also, he mostly sits on his ass watching TV all day and drinking. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty good setup. Yeah. Played a little pool. Boris scratched on the eight and and lost as a result. It was great. Uh, uh, I guess that's not, oh, that's not a great yeah. story from my past. But uh, but it did make me think of something. I was going to ask Dan. 
Um, okay. So Dan, you're getting you're getting married in August, right? Yes. How long have you been with your uh, fiance? A long time. Uh, long time. Seven years. What? Seven years? Yeah, that's a long wow. time. What? How so old are you? Are how old am I? I'm twenty four. Yeah. He's he's so, younger than us, Tyler. So oh. we met in at the end of high school. It was like right as I was graduating high school uh-huh. is when we met. We went to prom together. Oh, Aww. and then didn't really date exactly for a while, but then eventually found ourselves in a long distance relationship, which is terrible. Yeah, but it worked out, and now she's here in Madison with me. Except she just went back to Philly for a couple weeks because she needs to get ready for nursing school in the fall so i'm on my own for one more month uh dog we're getting wasted tonight right (laughs) (laughs) we'll see party and so you've been together seven years how long into that relationship oh shit (laughs) dog found the squeaky ball hold on (laughs) see i thought that was the sound of him like rubbing his butt against the ground or something (laughs) i'm glad it's the squeaky ball to be honest how long into the relationship did you two Tell each other you love each other. Oh, we're getting so personal with Dan. We usually don't grill people like this. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't made any jokes yet, so we got to get something else out of him. No. Yeah. I don't know. It was... That, it's been, like, so long that it's hard to tell. I mean, we met each other in, like, April, and then didn't really start dating until October. So, I don't know, probably sometime around Thanksgiving, Christmas. Probably sometime around then. I don't remember exactly when. So, would it be fair... For me to summarize that, she love you long time. <laughs> oh my god. All right. See, we went through all of that for, for a me love you long time joke. Uh, yes, you could say. God, I don't, I think this might be my last episode. <laughs> That's so upsetting. Well, you get, are you having like a, a, a big old wedding? Is it going to be a little thing? huge but it's not small either i don't know i think we were aiming for 150 people but it's probably gonna be more than that i mean it's got to be pretty big because i made the guest list and i'm not even a good enough friend for him to listen to my <laughs> podcast so probably yeah, scraping see, the bottom of the barrel i was gonna say more importantly am i invited never get invited to any wedding it's very upsetting fuck you tyler we were just talking this week about yeah maybe if we had met uh, earlier tyler i just set off the invite so we, uh, list is closed. We have friends from college who are getting married two weeks after you guys are getting married. So I'm going to be on the East Coast for almost two consecutive weekends. And he's not going to the wedding of the people he actually knows. Yeah. Don't try to yeah. worm your way into the wedding of strangers. <laughs> hey, man. Pay, uh, pay for my ticket. I'll go to Andrew's wedding with you. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't do that. No, I, I just I want to I wanna hang out with you. And Three Sacks is going to be there. As my plus one, she barely beat out my friend Troy. Oh yeah. Actually, I was I was discussing discussing this at like this weird little weekly breakfast we have, and my friend Troy called shotgun on the plus one, and I was oh. like, I'm sorry, I have to respect this unless he relinquishes it, and then she just kept making sad faces until he was like, it's fine, she can go. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. So Jed will be there. So she's over the moon to meet Jed and probably oh. leave me for him. Right. Yes. Naturally. I saw a picture of Jed on the internet. He was at some other wedding, and uh, for a second, I mistook like his cousin or something for him. And his cousin has very short hair, and I was like, "Oh, oh, Jed, what have you done?" Well, Jed did cut his hair, just not that short. Yeah, I know. He still, I mean, he still looks like a hippie. Yeah, yeah. 
I got very nervous for a second, but there was no need to be nervous. I haven't really done anything fun. I've been just traveling around and hanging out with my family. So I don't really have a whole lot of stories for anybody, unfortunately. Three's Tech Let's- told me something about Vermont that I'm not sure she was correct about. About how, uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Something about you don't have the little thing on gas pumps where you can lock them in place or something like that? Yes, this is true. Okay, Bullshit. so go into a little detail about that. I mean, you know, everybody knows about the gas pumps. Uh, you have a little little locky thing that you can uh, hook on so you don't have to stand there with your hand on the pump, which makes sense. It's something I support. But apparently those in power in the state of Vermont think it's too risky a technology. It's more risky than the human error that I assume happens all the time. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I like it. I don't. I love my state and support most of the stuff that it does, but this one, way off base. It's just so much more convenient to lock up the gas if you, mechanism. If you hold, yeah. if you hold the trigger down, will it stop itself? When it's yeah. Full? Oh, okay. It gives you that like it. It gives you like a pressure sense, and it stops. Okay. And then you got to. Yeah. See, I thought you just had to eyeball it forever. Oh no! See, that would be very <laughs> difficult. Yeah. I mean, I would just end up filling my tank like halfway up because I'd be afraid it would overflow and I have to refill yeah. it twice as often. No, that would be bad news. It's not like that. It just it just doesn't auto shut off. But I guess they're concerned about pretty much what you said, like people wasting fuel. But if it's going to auto shut off anyway, I don't see what the difference is, whether you're holding it down or you have a little machine holding it down. Maybe they think if neither of your hands are occupied, you're going to light up a cigarette. <laughs> that's like the only reasonable uh, yeah that, that that joke is probably the best explanation we've come yeah. up with no honestly all right we're gonna say that yeah it's uh everybody in vermont loves to smoke and if you don't you know keep our hands occupied we'll just light up a death stick no problem well probably not a cigarette not in vermont baby <laughs> yeah i don't know i it's funny i thought you know, weed was a big thing in vermont and then i moved to humble and i was like oh so cute so <laughs> vermont yeah. You must be psyched about Bernie. I am psyched about Bernie. Doing the Bernie oh, all day. God. Yeah, absolutely. Feel the burn, everybody. Let's use, we should use the podcast as a, as a campaign platform. Just kidding. Yeah, he's a, he's our senator, and I'm giving him my time and my money, and uh, I hope everybody votes for him. Wait, you're giving him your time and your money? Yeah. Are you, like, campaigning for him? Yeah, well, you know, I, I donated some money to his campaign, and I signed up to volunteer. Uh, he doesn't have any network built up in California yet, um, but, you know, what he does, uh, I'm, I'm willing to put in some time. Are you going to make yourself the president of the Bernie Sanders fan club? <laughs> no. You know, you know, a lot of people got really excited when Obama ran, you know, and said he was going to fix anything, uh, everything. And there's some similar lionizing of Bernie Sanders. You know, I don't think he's the messiah. I don't think he's some magical god king. But I do think he's like the only candidate that has my best interests at heart. So I feel like I should do as much as I can to get him elected. Well, what is, is he Republican or he's he's a Democrat? He's like well, he, well, he's a, he was an independent. Yeah, he's, he's running for the Democratic ticket, I assume. Yeah, he was the only independent senator, and then he decided that if he ran as an independent, he probably wouldn't be able to get into the debates. But as a as a Democratic uh, contender, he's a sure to spot. He's, he's always been very left leaning, like maybe too yeah. far left for the Democrats, which is why he was independent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm yeah I'm I'm down for Bernie. Really, it's just Hillary Clinton cannot possibly get elected. Dude, it, uh, so so like the, for the Democrats to win, they needed to pick somebody else. I don't know, man. I don't know. I hope she doesn't. I really hope. We'll see. We'll see. 
Well, let's not get too political. I guess if we're going to get political, let's say, good job, five-ninths of the Supreme Court. Yeah, seriously. Do fucking work, guys. About time. Like, the first good day to be an American in 11 years. Yes, I was talking to Three Stacks about this the other day. This is a tremendous win for civil rights. What is the most recent win for American civil rights that's been of this magnitude? Yeah, yep. That's a question that I want you, a history major, to answer for me. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Is it? Is it? No, no. What? Was my question hard to understand, Dan? <laughs> no, can you not. Can you reword it so Tyler can, can figure it out? You know, I, my, my audio might have cut out halfway through because I'm very confused. Uh, I'm saying, like, this was of large magnitude. What was the most recent large magnitude oh. civil rights movement in America? What's, like, uh, on this level most recent? Most recently? Yeah. Probably the loving decision that said that black people and white people could get married. Shocker. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're right. I forgot about that one, and I said suffrage, and then three sex reminded me about that one, and I was like, <laughs> fuck, I was wrong. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, that but that happened like 50 years ago. You know, this is the biggest step towards, you know, the biggest progression we've made in, in about 50 years. I'm happy I was here to see it. Yeah. Did you hear about the, the Texas Attorney General? Yeah. Did you hear about Rick Perry? Uh, I hope that... Or, excuse me, not Rick Perry, I'm sorry, Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee, who I believe is is going to try to run for president, is spouting some treason about how we should all just ignore it. You can't... This reminds me of the the shitty kid in the neighborhood who, like, changed the rules when he was losing at a game. Or, like, took the ball and went home. You can't just spout, we have to, we have to listen to the, to the government and, you know, we have to, these are the rights and, you know, America, America, America. And then as soon as something doesn't go your way, it's like, nah, fuck all that. I'm still right. Yeah. 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 It's, it's absurd. I mean, it's absolutely absurd, but that's the country we live in. Right. Well, Ted Cruz was saying that he's trying to, he's going to make it whatever his, part of his campaign and he thinks that other republicans should make it part of their campaign to repeal this and oh jeez no dude That's I, fine. I hope that yeah they should because everyone who's in the middle is, is going yeah. is going to fall away from that well and they were they were talking about how you know oh the supreme court was following public opinion and you know they're just not like looking at this with the constitution in mind and this and that and it was just yeah it was just full of crap dude uh one of the you know one of the the justices in his dissenting opinion wrote that just like the slaves, you the government can't take away dignity from gay people by ma- by not letting them marry. You know, just like the government didn't take away dignity by letting people be enslaved. Like, are you are you an actual crazy person? <laughs> that is, wait, hold on. I was, about, I was about to take the dog out, but now I'm curious. Can you tell me that whole thing again? So, in his dissent, he wrote something along the lines of, just like the American government didn't take away the dignity of African Americans by allowing them to be enslaved, not allowing gays to marry doesn't take away any of their dignity. So, so he's saying, it's cool, we enslave people, we can take away other people's rights too, without it being a dick move? Yeah, I guess. He knows that we repealed slavery like a while ago, right? Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like, are these, uh, we just have to wait for them all to die, you know? That's really it. Just gotta wait off all the old bigots, and then we'll be in a, a beautiful new golden age. It'll happen. So I got to the dog well, yeah, that's what they were saying that um that you know you should we should be able to vote for Supreme Court justices, and we should be able to essentially like vote them out um, <laughs> because they're wait you 
because they're not Wait. making the right decision. So, so they're following popular opinion. So we should allow popular opinion to elect who gets to be a Supreme Court justice. Makes sense. Right. Okay, I got it now. <laughs> exactly. God, you know what? That's fine. If they want that to be part of the party platform, then I'm fine with having the Republicans just never winning another election if that's the road they want to go down. <laughs> yeah. That's... God. Ugh, they all need to just have a good beer and calm down. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting, though. I don't know. I guess I try to stay, like, in the middle and, I, you know, not really define myself. But I don't It's It's hard. I guess at this point, like, money's not a big thing for me, which I guess it is for older people who are Republicans. But oh. like, to, to see people vote Republican and some of, the, like, the stuff that... I don't, I don't know. Some of the stuff that the Republicans back, it's just mind-blowing but yeah not to say that everyone who's republican is an idiot but i just think yeah well like i said you know sometimes i get a little small government e, but i never get a little let's take people's rights away e um crazy times but a good decision something we can all back is sam back yet my dog did a small wee on the floor (laughs) (laughs) okay all right so what are you doing at home tyler i'm just visiting my family i've been been humble for like almost three years and i've seen my family a little bit but mostly it was for like sad stuff like funerals uh-huh. so i decided to just take a break and, and come and see them so where are you humble in arcata california it's pretty far to the north we're like okay i don't know an hour and a half maybe two hours from the border okay what do you do there well, I'm going to be going to school again. I'm going to be taking a one-year program at the at the college there. To, it's called the Environmental Education and Interpretation Certificate Program. Okay. And then that with my history degree, hopefully I can go do like some like park guide work or like, nice. you know, docent work or something like that. I was, I was <laughs> reading, yeah. speaking of NPR st- or like environmental stuff, I saw an NPR app as I was sitting waiting to come over here. There was some, like, article about greener breweries. Oh, yeah? Oh, yes. Sierra Nevada apparently is one of the greenest companies in the country. Really? Well, yeah, they had this article, and apparently there was this, I think it was, like, Ceres with, like, C-E-R-E-S. They have some brewing, I forget what it was called, but it was essentially some document that people could sign saying that, you know, they were going to, uh, you know, have good environmental practices and try to cut down on their emissions, try to, you know, brew sustainably. And, you know, they were Uh talking about how this is kind of the wave of the future and that like they were talking, especially about like in California with the drought, how like that's one of the biggest resources for these breweries and how places are cutting back uh, in their production because of the drought and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I know right by where I am, there is a Eel River Brewery. And they were like the first certified organic brewery in the country and stuff like that. So it makes sense to see, you know, this kind of green wave enter into small brewing, which I think is good. You know, I, I feel like people who are into home brewing or, or micro brewing are probably kind of the more environmentally conscious anyway. So hopefully more of that will carry over. You can't spell hipster without hippie unless you spell it, I, mean, <laughs> I guess, like the right way. But like, yeah. still like there's some overlap is what I'm saying. Right, right. That's so, not a super snappy slogan. <laughs> You've got mad flow, Sam. I'm going to do this last article here because I'm getting, I'm getting a little silly off this beer. From aortafood.com, we have two old instant craft beer. I'm sure everybody remembers the coverage of Palcohol 
that we did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Dan, do you know about palcohol? I do not. It's palcohol uh, is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's a powdered well, well, alcohol. Uh, exactly like it sounds like. You can't expect yeah. someone who doesn't know what it is to assume the P stands for powdered. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. So it's it's powdered alcohol. It's pretty much just add water, and uh, it, it caused some controversy. But there's this gypsy brewery called True Oil, which has created an instant craft beer, kind of along the same lines of alcohol. Most of this article is just kind of in-depth explanation of how they get the powder, but powdered alcohol kind of came across as just really low class, you know? You're just going to, like, snort it and put it on food and just get crunk everywhere. But this powdered crap beer, you know, at first I was like, this is a little silly, but this could, uh, this could actually be something kind of cool. And is it as simple as you might imagine? You just just mix it with water? Easy as one, two, three. Yeah, well, okay, so I'm not quite sure. This article honestly doesn't give me as much information as I would maybe want because they say, we bring you two old instant craft beer, beer in powdered form to be mixed with the original alcohol and sparkling water. So, like, do I have to get beer powder and alcohol and water? That doesn't sound cool. Wait, if, but... if one of the ingredients in this is pure alcohol, <laughs> then, like, yeah. why am I fucking with what you got? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't so that doesn't sound that doesn't sound good. But like nowhere else do they talk about how you have to mix alcohol in with the powder. So I'm really not sure. Huh. But they do say next week they're going to be bringing it onto a plane. If it's not water and it's not alcohol, I don't see what the problem is. Yeah, yeah. Can you bring a ham sandwich on a plane? Well, you can you can bring alcohol on a plane as long as it's in those small bottles, right? The oh nips. yeah, that's that's right. Uh, actually. Boris was telling us that's his traveling strategy. He brings a fuckload of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, so, I don't know. I I would like to try this because I feel like it wouldn't be very good. But <laughs> I also feel like they put a lot of effort into this. So, I mean, it, it sounds like they have this whole intense process, you know? So, I'd like to see what the result of that is. Yeah, could you find this in a store? Or do you have to order it from them? I feel like you have to order it from them. I feel like you have to order it from them. <laughs> oh, 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 I see. <laughs> seaweed, yeah. seaweed goes. Wait, Goza. Where's, where's the seaweed Goza? So down at the bottom, they're talking about the things they're going to oh, do next week. That sounds so gross. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It sure does. It sure does. <laughs> they say they're going to brew, brew a seaweed Goza. So I don't believe seaweed Goza is one of their flavors of powdered beer. I think they have four different powdered beers. Uh, they have a... It says a heavy, deep beer brewed with coffee, a fruity IPA, a wild yeast hop-forward IPA, and a dry pilsner. I think saying hop-forward IPA is a little silly. Well, it's not just hop-forward. It's a wild yeast hop-forward IPA. But you could just call it a wild yeast IPA. Yeah. It's an IPA. Saying it's hop-forward is a little redundant. Yeah. Okay, that's true. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not sure that these guys are... Native American, like, are native English speakers, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. A weird slip of the tongue there. It's saying they're Native Americans? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure these guys are Native Americans. I'm, I'm pretty sure they uh, they never grew up in a teepee. Uh, what what language is this? So the the, the brewery's called Tu Ol, is how you've been saying it. I don't, you're, that's probably right. But the, the second O is a capital O with a slash through it? Yeah. Is that 
a letter from any language you're aware of? Yeah, but I can't remember which one. It's some Scandinavian language. Like, like Eastern European, something like that. So, so then it would be not a terrible bet that English would not be the first language. Yeah, so, so there's that. I actually don't know why I brought that up, but... Yeah. Just because I criticized their choice of words like a pedant. Oh, yeah, okay, right, that's why. Yeah, I think English might not be their first language, so I'm willing to give them a little bit of slack, but, but I don't know. I mean, one of these guys' names is Tor. Tor seems like a pretty oh, Scandinavian name. Yeah, it does. It's dope. It's a dope name. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, well, maybe I'll see if I can get some of their stuff. I seriously doubt I can, but it'd be worth a try, I guess. I mean, if you have to order it from them, it shouldn't matter where you are, right? Yeah, it shouldn't. All right, well, look forward to that, everybody. Maybe I'll get some powdered beer, or most likely, I totally won't. Maybe for once he'll actually do this thing he tells me he will do for <laughs> once ever. Hey, so hey as, uh, are we about done with this thing? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's finished up their beersies? Yeah, well, I mean, Dan's not, but he's had more than the requisite 12 ounces for sure. Okay, excellent. <laughs> so I think I'll start, and then you, Sam, and then that way Dan gets the idea of how he's supposed to rate. Great. Yeah, sure. So again, I had Heady Topper by The Alchemist. Uh, this was a very good beer. You know, I've only heard good things about this beer, and it pretty much met all my expectations, which is very unusual. Normally, when I hear good things, I kind of go into it like, yeah, you're definitely not going to be good. I'm going to hate you because everybody else likes you. But this was very well made, exactly what it should be for a double IPA. Great fruity. Uh, you know, the hops were definitely there, but I didn't find them overwhelming. Yeah, so I'm going to give this beer probably a 7.9 and recommend it to you know anybody who if if an ipa is your favorite type of beer you should try a heady topper because it's a it's a very good very good ipa and i think anybody who enjoys that kind of citrusy bitterness will really enjoy this beer dan and i are both nodding i think we word both, i think we both want this yeah send some yeah yeah okay yeah i'll try i'll try when you're flying from east to west just drop just, a few bottles out yeah. the window and we'll catch them on the way down Sure. Uh, yeah, just crack a window in the plane. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're going to get so arrested. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Osama. <laughs> oh, okay. I had Dark Horse Rain in Blood Orange Pale Ale. And I didn't get that much orange from it. I got kind of a generic fruity flavor, but not like specifically orange or really that much pale either. The, the, there was not that much hop to it. The The, the main flavors were kind of a... a, a sweet sour fruity tart combo and also the the smoke which was much subtler than at first i think i just commented it commented on it because it surprised me so much but there's yeah there's not a whole lot of it but i think it is there i'm gonna give it a 3.8 but i'm really kind of at a loss who to recommend this to because like the components are fruit pale and maybe smoke and I certainly can't recommend it as a smoke beer because it's not supposed to be a smoke beer. I can't yeah. recommend it as a fruity beer because I think it fails as a fruity beer. And I can't recommend it as a pale ale because I think it fails as a pale ale. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I guess if you're if you're in the market for something that tastes legitimately odd, <laughs> which is some people, then I will recommend this to you. I would, huh. I would second that's that from a, the bottom of the glass sip I got. Yeah. It was All right. not. It was mediocre at best. Yeah. Right. Alright, so how was Le Freak? Le Freak was the Belgian style Imperial India Pale Ale. I don't know, I don't I don't have the 
vocabulary that you guys have for beer. But I don't know, it, it's got the aroma of the hops. Um, it says Amarillo hops and it definitely smells hoppy, but it, I don't know, I feel like it's got more to it than just the hops. It's not your typical bitter IPA or does just it, like does your it mainstream taste, um, IPA. Does it taste spicy at all? I don't think it tastes spicy, no. Mm. Okay. Just because a lot of times when it's like Belgian style, what they're talking about is the yeast, and I find Belgian yeast gives a, a spicy kind of corn flavor to a lot of beers. Not, so spice, I was just curious. not spicy like Scoville units, but spicy like coriander and maybe even pepper. Yeah, yeah, like that. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm not getting that. Okay, well, um, just curious. I thought I it smelled it's, it's like more, weed. It's got more body to it than I feel like your normal IPA. But yeah, it kind of does smell like weed. <laughs> <laughs> and I, all right. It, it actually, the, the flavor of it, sorry to step all over Dan here, but I have, I have so many more opinions about his beer than my beer. <laughs> the, the flavor of it reminded me a lot of anyone who homebrews out there will know what I mean when I, when I say near beer right before you put the yeast in. Mm-hmm. So usually you get a flavor of it so you can get like some projection. And it comes across way sweeter than the final product will because the yeast are going to get in there. And it like really makes me worried that they forgot the yeast in this bag. Because it's, 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 it's way sweeter than it has any right to be. And it says 9.2% ABV and you can I didn't taste any booze at all. Right. Huh. I mean, I'm sure they didn't forget right. it. But that was like my first impression of it. And then 101 IBUs, there's no way. No, That's not yeah. bitter at all. No, it's not bitter. Yeah. Huh. So you've got a confused beer, is what you have. I'm telling you, man. I think they mislabeled this one too. <laughs> All right. Well, can you put a can you put a numerical rating on it between one and ten? Well, given that my numerical rating means nothing to anyone, <laughs> don't worry. None um, of our ratings mean anything to anyone. <laughs> I don't know. I'd put it at a six and a half or a okay. seven. It's on it's on the better side, but I've had better beers as well. All right. And All is right. there anyone you could recommend it to? I don't know. I went for it because I had Green Flash when I was out in on the West Coast recently. So, and I like their West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to just give this a shot. So I don't know. Definitely something different. I'd say more body, less hops. But I don't know. Anyone interested in Belgian beers and something a little bit hoppy? All right. There you go. That was some vocabulary work, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> Sam, do you know what you're drinking next week? I do. I, I want to double check what it is, but I remember that I was unhappy about it. Oh, okay. Then it's going to be a fun week to be on the show. I always like when Sam's unhappy with his beer. You like when I'm unhappy in general. <laughs> this is, yeah, that's true. What do you got next week, Tyler? Or do you not know yet? Well, I really should know, but I I don't plan as far ahead as Sam does. He never knows. Sometimes Boris knows. I almost always know. Tyler never knows. I have Distill Brewings, so that's a good start. I have liked the last couple of things by Distill I've had, and that's spelled D-E-S-T-I-H-L. Uh-huh. I think 3Sex tells me it's pronounced Distill, so we'll assume that she's right. Okay. This is Wild Sour Series Counter Clockwise. So it's like clockwise, huh. but it's vice. Like vice. Right. So I'm assuming because of the Wild Sour Series, this is going to be a sour ale. Well, no, it says Berliner Style Vice Beer, so that doesn't really mean it's going to be a, that sour. But then right yeah. next to that, it says wild sour ale. What are you? What's in this can? <laughs> Do you think it's brewed with wild yeast? Fuck. Oh. 3% ABV. <laughs> and four IBUs. What is in here? Okay. How much is that? Um, two, 
269. Yeah, uh, yeah, almost a $3 beer. Okie dokie. <laughs> One per percent alcohol by volume. That's rough. Yeah, it, it, so my, you're probably right that the wild and wild sour series refers to the yeast, but I don't know that for sure, and I kind of don't care because I'm just so sure this beer sucks. German-style right. sour wheat ale. I don't oh. really like sour beers generally, and I think this is going to be kind yeah. of a lackluster one wild, at that. Wild yeast. Yeah. Oh, does it say wild yeast on it? Yep. Wild yeast and lactic fermentation. You were right. Good job, Tyler. Yay. I gotta be honest. I would love to brew a beer with wild yeast. I think that would be so much fun. As of the last time I was with you, like in your home, there was probably wild yeast all over the place. Your your home was disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know I, d- I didn't shower the whole time I was there because I was convinced it would make me less clean? <laughs> I, you know, I do my best to be hospitable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you've got your wild, sour beer next week. I'm not really sure. And uh, we'll see what the third person brings. So I guess all there is to do is wrap up. Thanks for coming on the show, Dan. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at Tuesday. You can comment on all of our episodes on BruceTues.com. Don't let the bastards get you down. I will see everybody in one week. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Can you hear this, what's going on in the background, Tyler? Not really. Okay. The dog was, like, freaking out. He's just running in circles and, like angry at everything it was weird maybe it's because you made that terrible joke (laughs) (laughs) probably